When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. And protecting America. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, how about this? It's going to be the warmest day of the week, bringing you sunshine on this Wednesday. And it's already the second day of December. How about that? Not a bad way to wake up. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Glad you're along with us. Yeah, sunshine and dry today. 44 are expected high. Tonight we'll drop down to a crisp 26. Tomorrow, a few more clouds roll in, still 40 degrees. Friday, clouds and 39. For the weekend, clouds but dry and 37 degrees. Stumach has got our ag weather update coming your way in about 15 minutes. A history of success means proven performance. But let's call performance what it is. Profitability. And boosting yours, no matter what the season brings, is the goal of DeKalb brand corn. Backed by exclusive genetics, whole farm solutions, and unmatched dealer support. Let nothing shake your perseverance. Ask your dealer how DeKalb brand corn can help you realize a future of performance. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. The producer-consumer connection is something that, if anything, has been strengthened during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Josh Scramlin at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and we always talk about those silver linings, and albeit they may be smaller silver linings, it's still good to see consumers more than ever before want to know where their food is coming from. And we've seen so many opportunities during the pandemic for the consumer and the producer to have a conversation and sometimes even come face-to-face, social distancing, obviously. And Caitlin, recently you had the chance to get that opportunity up close and personal. That's right, Josh. Over here on the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I had the chance to talk with the organizers of Feast. It's a local foods marketplace. And to be honest, I'd never heard of it before. This would be the seventh anniversary of the event And what they do is they bring together small food vendors from Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. These are businesses that are right in our backyards that we may or may not have heard of. And they introduced me to products that I didn't know that I needed on my holiday shopping list. But now I know that I want them on my holiday shopping list. Of course, this was an event that had to be adjusted because of COVID-19. The original plan was to have a hybrid model of an in-person marketplace and then move to all online. And they actually just extended that online marketplace. It's going to end at midnight tonight. And so I talked with our co-founders, Brett Olson and Jan Joanidis. And first, I wanted to start by asking them about how this event all started. The idea really was that we do have so many, not only local farmers that are selling direct to consumers, but also food makers in the tri-state area, but there wasn't really a good celebration of them. So we wanted to do something that would both celebrate them, bring the reality that they're there and they're making these great products to the attention of the wider portion of the public. And then with this festival and trade show, which is what it has been in the past, bring people together and let customers come and sample the products and purchase them and, you know, have a have a good experience and take home some great, interesting foods from, you know, everything from barbecue sauces to baked goods to Sarah's Tipsy Pies, which are <laughs> a fun uh, product that a Minnesota company makes. 
people could buy a ticket, go in, and they'd find really interesting local food products, like from Beanie's Trees over by the Viroqua area. They age their maple syrup in used bourbon barrels. Doesn't that sound great? That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really <laughs> amazing. And I, I personally would buy like four or five bottles and just send them to friends for holiday presents and things like that. But there was usually about 100 or so different food makers. We planned this year with COVID to spread all of them out, cut the number of vendors in half so that we could get the social distancing. And, and when you bought a ticket, it was for a prescribed time and you had about an hour, hour and a half to shop. But now with the latest spike in coronavirus cases, it just didn't seem like the right idea to expose people um, like that, even masking and with social distancing. So luckily we pivoted all of that to an online store and then all those same gifts or food items, local food, will be able to be purchased online and then a contactless drive-through pickup on December 6th. You could buy from 10 different vendors and we would have staff and volunteers who will get it for you in a bag and can put it in the back of your pickup and so a no-contact sort of experience to get some great either food to, to eat over the holidays or I always buy a lot for gifts because it's fun to give food gifts. Have any of these vendors reached out to you or any of the other organizers to talk about the significance of having access to selling their products online? I know there's some who may have some great online options, but that's an ex expense in and of itself that some of them may have had to take advantage of this year. Yes, I think that this is something that we've seen because we've also worked with some of the farmers markets in Minnesota to help them get an online e-commerce option. You know, there's a lot to navigate if you've never done it before. And so we kind of had this system set in place that we're able to really work some of the vendors, it's very easy because they're used to working online and they may already have a sales platform online. A number of them haven't done this, so we have staff who are able to, to kind of walk them through the process and help them, you know, understand how it works and get their products up and get, you know, photos of their products up. So I think that having that kind of support is, is really helpful for them. But it's, it's just been interesting. And then actually one of our vendors said this, as you know, it was something that she had always thought of oh, that would be a good thing to do, but it really wasn't until we got COVID that people were like, okay, it's not, not only would that be kind of a interesting, useful thing to do, now it's really kind of a necessary thing to do in order to continue having markets that you may have lost. This is just what we're, we have to deal with to keep our neighbors safe. So we're going to go with it. And do you have any words for people who maybe haven't checked out Feast before or maybe people who are just having it online about the importance of supporting these local businesses, whether it's in Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, especially right now when we're all pinching pennies and we're all feeling the pressures of this pandemic? These are generally really small businesses that are just kind of putting it out there and really trying to do something innovative and these entrepreneurs really could use our support. You know what makes this show a little bit unique to other food shows is that not only do those food makers make their foods in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa, but we also really highly encourage them 
to source the ingredients from local farms in those areas too. It's that cascading effect of your dollar staying local and making it all the way through that food system, you know? So you could buy just a bag of generic potato chips from a major label or Wisconsin, do you, have you heard of the Slide Gourmet Potato Chip Company? I have it. Oh, they're amazing. They're the best <laughs> potato chip. They're small, right? And so they're just kind of filling out and trying to uh, find their market share. And so shows like this can really get them in front of a lot of different people. And so that's really exciting. And we're glad to see people like that show up. And that's so cool, too, because, you know, Wisconsin, my home state, we're pretty diverse. We have pretty high potato production, pretty high maple syrup production. And so when people can take products that are tried and true and revamp them, revitalize them to help farmers move that product and help local people enjoy that, that's just an awesome way to venture out with your business. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that you guys are famous for is what? Oh, definitely our cheese. There you go. And here's a new product that's just this year coming and will be ordered online is Bonnie's Ball. And they're cheese curd filled donuts. And they're a frozen product and you can take them. I mean, right? It's genius. So there's some things here that you're just not going to find maybe at your local grocery store until you order them, pick them up and go, oh my God, if Windmere's or whoever doesn't start carrying these, I'm going to throw a fit. You go back and you say, hey, I want to see this on the shelf. I want to get these a lot. That's how we grow businesses and keep money in our local economies and really celebrate the things that we do well. This is really celebrating the local. Absolutely. All these things that I didn't know I needed in my life because I had no idea that they existed. For people who are hearing this and think, hey, this is definitely something that I want to check into, remind us again of where we can start that online shopping process. You said it's already going and where we can find the list of vendors. Online at www.local-feast.org. The very first picture that shows up shows a a vendor directory. Just click on that and you'll get a, a list of all of them. And there's another shop online button that gives you the full list in alphabetical order. When you scroll through that 50 pages or whatever it is, you're going to run into things you didn't even know you wanted. And I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here yet. I know you guys are getting through this festival right now, but what's it like for you guys trying to plan for the next one when there's an (laughs) uncertain future? It's a little nerve wracking, isn't it? We're playing it by year, and the plan is to bring it back again next year, and hopefully by then we've got COVID under control if we all do our part, and we can go back to doing something in person, you know, the festival feel with, we had kids' activities and music and all of that. The plan is to do that again. You know, obviously everybody's budget, you know, you were talking about individuals' budgets. Well, you know, the feast budget's going to probably take a bit of a, a hit on that as well. Uh, But we have a responsibility to our vendors to at least try something and keep the continuity together. I didn't want to skip a year. So, yeah, next year we'll we'll definitely be back that first week in December. We'll probably do the online again, though, because I think for some people that's an opportunity. They, you know, maybe they're not ambulatory or whatever, and they'd just rather shop online. 
I think we'll end up all better for it. And I'm super excited to see that. You know, at a couple of places around town there, like in uh, La Crosse, we published um, a local foods magazine again this year, the third year in a row called Feast Local Foods Magazine. So you might be able to pick one up at People's there too. Wonderful. Thank you for all that information. Like you said, if we haven't already popped onto that website or start shopping, we certainly will soon. And those are all the questions that I have for you. But is there anything else that you want to add? Anything else that you want people to know? This is a real opportunity to support these businesses, these small businesses that are making this great food. And um, visit the website. There are a number of ways to get involved and it's a bright, bright spot in this, this time. Shop local. Keep your money in your communities. You know, not being, you know, provincial about it, but these entrepreneurs, they're doing their part. So check out the website. Check out our sponsors, the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation and Minnesota Department of Ag and others. They've stuck with this uh, as well. And that's a huge bonus that they're willing to be, you know, nimble and and make decisions along with us as as we go and uh, great partners. Once again, that's Brett Olson and Jan Joannidis, co-founders of Feast Local Foods Marketplace. And they did extend that online marketplace until midnight tonight with a drive-up contactless pickup happening December 6th. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Kate and Riley. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Johnson Tractor has new Case IH equipment on hand ready for immediate delivery. And 0% financing makes it really easy. Find year-end savings on in-stock Case IH combines, tractors, and planters. Johnson Tractor will sweeten the deal when you trade in your current unit. Call Johnson Tractor today and find yourself in a new Case IH for a great price. Johnson Tractor, Janesville and Judah. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. Hey, hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1965. And by your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exist to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty. We just got the numbers in as far as deer hunting for 2020. And you know what? Better than last year. A lot of that is the reason we're talking is because the weather has been cooperating, not just with deer hunters, but farmers got a chance to get all the corn off, too. It's Tumac Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. Yeah, they figure uh, 12% higher buck harvest this year compared to last. That's That kind of bears out some of the pictures I've been seeing. Yeah, I've seen some of those nice-looking critters, too, in pictures. It was a good year, apparently. Absolutely. And today is going to be another good day. Temperatures that are going to push towards that uh, mid-40s. Well, low 40s, let's go with that. But nonetheless, that's above normal. You know, we should be in the mid-30s right now. So a lot more mild air out there, a lot of dry air, too. A wave of clouds just kind of spread from Minnesota into Wisconsin through the nighttime. Not that it had a big effect, but uh, temperatures, of course, have cooled. And in fact, back into the upper teens in many areas, a little cooler than normal. But before it's all done, conditions are going to be very fine today. Sunshine, comfortable, dry weather in store. We talked about it yesterday. Right into next week, I expect this day's dry and fairly mild. We may only be a few degrees above normal, but it's above normal. And even in this early part of December, that's some pretty good news, making it nice to get things done outdoors. If nothing else, making chores a little easier to tolerate and, you know, not adding stress to the livestock, at least at this time of the year. High pressure moves on through. We stay high and dry. There'll be a little change as we make our way on toward Friday. A weak front could drop through out of the north. Not that it's going to have a real big effect either, you know, maybe dropping the temperatures a degree or two for Saturday and we warm it up right into early next week. And it does still stay dry. I don't see any changes. Talking about a lot of rain down in the plains, Kansas, Oklahoma and east and south. But we're going to stay dry. I'll let forecast details right after this. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Rural Mutual Insurance can help you find the best options for individual, group, vision, dental, and Medicare. Call your local Rural Mutual agent to see how you can save. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. All righty, Stu, how about some more details on that forecast today? Well, they're very nice. Sunny skies expected in low 40s, 41, maybe a 42 here or there. The west winds only about 5 to 10, not adding a big deal of chill. Clear skies overnight. We dropped down to around 20 with the west winds at 5 to 10. Some morning clouds, they make way for more sunshine as we head on through the day Thursday. Oh, mid and upper 30s with the west winds at 5 to 10. More sunshine Friday, very upper 30s. West winds become north in the day about 5. Even Saturday, Pam, lots of sunshine, upper 30s, not much breeze. It is just very pleasant considering it's early December. I absolutely agree. Good enough, friend. We will catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. We'll do it. See you then. Stumach, our ag meteorologist with weather details you're looking for. So like he said, uh, the weather definitely uh, 
on our side as far as trying to get things done. I mentioned earlier about uh, the gun deer season wrapping up and the numbers yesterday received from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. They said that license sales this year were up 3.5%. The biggest growing demographic for our gun deer season, female hunters. Women registered for license this year jumped 12% compared to last year. And some of the hot spots, as far as hunting were concerned, were actually southern Wisconsin, Lafayette, and Iowa County. Lafayette, Iowa, and Grant counties were 24% higher as far as antlerless deer harvest, whereas the Northwoods, like uh, Ashland and Price County, some of the most disappointing hunting this year. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Inheriting a farm and what to do as an absentee landowner can be difficult. There are tough questions to address, as in, when is a good time to sell? How do you find a buyer? What's the land worth? With farmlandfinder.com, you can get answers. Simply go to farmlandfinder.com to request an offer on your land. There's absolutely no cost. By getting an offer from a verified buyer on Farmland Finder, you can test the market without having to commit to selling. Request your free offer on land at farmlandfinder.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. This year, we've made over $53 million in paycheck protection loans. This kept more than 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses. We're committed to helping business build a better future. To learn more, go to SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. In Windsor and Madison. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. 
If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. A furnace tune-up can extend the life of your furnace and help avoid emergencies on the coldest days of winter. Need a new furnace? Dave Jones has competitive pricing on Energy Star rated furnaces and provides a complimentary one-year checkup. And they won gold in 2020 Best of Madison and Best of Monona. After all, Dave Jones is your trusted service partner. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com We don't offer greasy handshakes. Or kiss babies on the forehead to get your vote. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. We hope you elect Tom's Auto Center for our overall genuine knowledge of complete auto repair. We really do want to make your car great again. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. Focus on the future. Farm First represents dairy farmers in the halls of Congress and provides test verification, disaster assistance, and youth scholarship benefits. Farm First Dairy Co-op. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com. All right, Grant Bills. Uh, Grant, before we talk, because uh, I saw you tweeting about Bucky Hoops, and uh, in your backyard you had some guys that play for the Badgers now, um, you know, used to be in your area. But, Grant, yeah. what, did you, what was your takeaway of that Chicago Bears victory for the Green and Gold Sunday night? That was fun, wasn't it? Like, we, we haven't had a blowout of the Bears in prime time. Feels like that used to happen every year. Um, I think the last time they blew out the Bears, like, that was probably 2014, which is, interestingly enough, Aaron Rodgers' last MVP year. So that, like, I think as Packer fans, we have just become entitled the last 20 years to just every once in a while just blowing out the Bears on primetime football. And that's pretty cool, right, that we can say that. I think since uh, Aaron Rodgers has taken over, he's something like 20-5 and against the Bears, including the playoffs, which is just hilarious. It, it, It cracks me up that Aaron Rodgers gets hyped and shows up to just beat the Bears. Like, that's that's his um, that's, that's what gets him going. I was joking yesterday that if Aaron Rodgers were to make a Tinder profile, he would be like, I'm a man. Um, what, am I, what am I interested in? I'm looking for, oh, beating the Bears. Yes, that's, that's what would go on his Tinder profile. Like, that's his thing. Um, and I, I'm glad I'm not a Bears fan. That's all I have to say. Are you, are you like, hoping to swipe right on Rodgers if he comes up on you? Well, I don't know what settings I would have to put on my account. I don't know how it works. I've never used it. I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would probably have to switch up my settings so we would come across each other. But I, I mean, you think I'm fighting <laughs> left on Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely, I'm, I'm going to match with him. Of course. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice victory for the Green Bay Packers. It was. It was one of those games where you could kick your feet up and just kind of uh, <laughs> laugh because Mitchell Trubisky is so hilarious. All right, yeah. Grant. Um, you brought up the green bean casserole. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, to start thinking of overrated food, because I know a lot of people think green bean casserole is overrated. Uh, this all stems from that Bears game where a lady was in the stands with a sign that says deep dish pizza is overrated. Do you think about it? But in the meantime, uh, 
Now, you said you just laid on the couch, laid on your recliner, and watched uh, sports all Thanksgiving yeah. break. I saw you getting pretty excited Wednesday night when it comes to uh, the Badger basketball team and uh, someone who used to be in your backyard. Who, who excite, who's exciting you on this Badger basketball team right now, Grant? Well, I am a Badger fan, despite what our friend Zach Heilprin likes to sometimes spew uh, on the airwaves. So I like all the Badgers players, Evo, not just the ones that, that came from lacrosse. But my favorite player is Johnny Davis, certainly. And he's so much fun to watch. Like, it, it made me so happy on Wednesday seeing him doing a little bit of everything because I think that's going to be his role this year. He's going to be kind of a Swiss Army knife, score a little bit, defend a couple different positions, block a shot, get a rebound, and we saw that on Wednesday night. And that made me so excited because I, I, let's be real here, I was very excited when Kobe King went to UW-Madison, too. That did not turn out, right, for, for better or worse. He's moved on. The Badgers have moved on. But it's nice that another player that I watched over here in lacrosse uh, and watched for years both in football and basketball is now playing for the Badgers. And, and I'm excited to turn on the Badgers just to see what Johnny Davis is going to do. And I think he'll only get better as the season goes on. Grant, without Kobe King, the Badgers don't win a share of the Big Ten last year. Don't forget that, okay? I, I, that's the way I like to look at it, right? You need somebody to you need rally around. Right? You, need you, need a, you need a villain. You need a spark. You need a villain. And yeah. Kobe King purposefully or not, played that role last year, so, and you respect him for it. Grant, with Badger basketball, I mean, tip-off today is at 4 o'clock. Your show starts at 4 o'clock. What the hell, are you, you going to have it on? Are you going to do, like, live play-by-play? Yeah, I, sometimes I watch them on the air. And then tomorrow there's a football game that's being played at, like, 2.30 p.m. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's still fine. I don't have to get up early in the morning. I don't have to start at 6 a.m., so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I can watch and, and do the show at the same time. It's fine. Uh, Grant, you know I, know, I know when it comes to college basketball, you're more of, like, an NFL, college football kind of guy. Uh, what Do you expect the Badgers to tune up UW-Green Bay? What are they favored by, Rowdy, did you say? it was 24-and-a-half. Do you think they can cover that 24-and-a-half points? Well, I don't know. You picked them to cover 20 don't against remind Eastern me. Illinois. Don't well, that's, that's fine. If we're going to talk about betting, let's, let's talk about betting. I, here's, a, here's a scoop. I think the Badgers might be able to cover against Green Bay because here's what people forget, Ebo. Johnny and Jordan Davis's former lacrosse central Red Raiders teammate Tristan Thompson plays for UW-Green Bay. So I, I think the motivation is going to be there. I think the Davis boys are going to want to lay a smackdown on their former teammate and remind him who's really boss, right? So I that might be an inside little detail to remember if you're betting the Badgers and the, uh, what are they, the Phoenix today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Phoenix, just, maybe. Just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Well, keep this in mind, too. Bo Ryan, you know, who was uh, prowled around the sidelines at the Cole Center, his son, Will Ryan, coaches the UW-Green Bay Phoenix. So we shall see what happens as Will Ryan comes to uh, the Cole Center. All right, Grant. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I'll tell you one story that's been getting a lot of attention in light of the pandemic and all the economic upheaval that our Wisconsin farm families have faced is the story of talking more openly about mental health, mental challenges, the stress we're facing in farm country and rural Wisconsin. It is not a comfortable story to share. It's not a comfortable conversation to get started. I'll tell you what, our Wisconsin soybean growers want to make sure that they're continuing to keep the dialogue up with their growers. We're talking about it with a young woman from Black River Falls that has experienced personal loss in her family because of mental illness. Uh, Erica Gentry from Black River Falls, our guest, courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Growers, before we finish up the show. I'm Pam Yankee.
Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on this, the second day of December. So, a couple things that you might remember. On this day back in 1982, the first artificial heart was uh, put into a human being. Barney Clark was his name. It happened at the University of Utah Medical Center, and he lived for 112 days after that transplant. Think about that, 1982, when that cutting-edge surgery took place. On this day in 2001, Enron filed bankruptcy. Oh, wasn't that the beginning of a nasty time for the U.S. economy? Houston-based energy company filed Chapter 11 that led to widespread accounting fraud and a lot of economic collapse for the United States. Enron filing bankruptcy on this date, 2001. And happy birthday to singer-songwriter, dancer-actress, media paparazzi focus, Britney Spears. Her birthday today. And now you know. Well, I want you to know I bring you good news this morning from Greene County, at least one piece of good news. There's 25 dairy farm families in Greene County that are breathing a little bit easier this morning, knowing they've got a home for their milk. It's a part of the story that we've been bringing to you about the Maple Leaf Cheese Cooperative. In October, they found out that they were basically going to be parting company with the Maple Leaf Leaf cheese makers that had been uh, their cheese making partner since 1910. Well, the dairy farm families there decided they wanted to go it alone. They want to find a new cheese maker. They want to develop a new brand for their milk. Most of these dairy farms are small to medium size, anywhere from 25 cows up to a couple hundred cows. So they want to make sure their business model stays viable. Well, Will Hughes, consultant working with those dairy farm families, announced to me yesterday they found a home for all of their milk, and they're now looking forward to a positive 2021. Uh, The Dairy Farmers of America, Rolling Hills, Scenic Central, Family Dairies, Chula Vista, Torkelson, Springbrook, Lafayette Dairy with the Amish and NFO of all in some way made a huge difference in this and everything from the media support to people in the neighborhood has made all the difference in the world. And it's not that the farmers themselves didn't get serious and active to, you know, open doors themselves and the cooperative board sure did a lot too. So. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit more about how uh, this is, this is not an easy time to try to find a home for milk. Everybody says, well, we were dumping milk earlier this year. I couldn't get milk at the grocery store. That disruption to a large extent with the pandemic has been uh, changed. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how, what was the feedback like kind of immediately after this story broke, Will? Uh, What surprised you or what impressed you? Well, the the big thing is that no one needs any milk. Milk was backing up because cheese sales were down with the surge of the pandemic and um, markets started to cascade. And so, you know, it was just like you, you could almost panic, but the dairy industry here didn't panic. They were willing to help out even though they didn't. I don't know of a single soul that needed milk. And so um, market conditions were about as bad as you can get, and that's why I call this a minor miracle anyway. And we're talking about farms. Uh, these are not uh, big, big, big farms. That's kind of the mantra of this uh, farmer-led effort, is it not, to keep their small to medium-sized dairy operations going on markets that they're able to create themselves. Yeah, we figure that the average herd size, size in the Maple Leaf Cheese Co-op is only 60, 70 cows. There's a few in the couple 
close to 300, but most of them are small. There's even, you know, some with 25 cows. So um, most of the farms are landlocked in the area and aren't able to get bigger, and they just focus on uh, producing milk with higher components and doing it, trying to make it that way. So. Will Hughes along with us, one of the consultants that's been working with a group of about 25 dairy farms in Greene County as they uh, try to go into the new calendar year with kind of a new look and a newer product. Give us an update on that effort there, Will. Uh, This is going to take time. You don't want to jump into any of these kinds of business arrangements. What's going to be going on in the interim then with uh, those 25 dairy farms and their business plan for 2021? Yeah, so the plant is scheduled to shut down Stop taking milk on the 8th, actually the 7th of December, so another week. And then uh, they'll be making the cheese for a couple days. And then the plan is, and we hope to work something out, to keep the equipment in place while we um, bring in new partner prospects uh, that could look at running the plant. We have interest, but given the winter and the timing of the year um, we're we're looking at next spring, probably April, before we can get the plant reopened. It would be a kind of a minor miracle if we get it done any earlier than that. But you know, a prospective partner could come in quickly, and if we can keep the equipment in place, that's the key thing that we'll be trying to focus on. Will Hughes, consultant with those Green County dairy farmers that have found a home for their milk and now are eagerly looking forward to 2021 and uh, being able to pivot with a new cheesemaker, maybe some new partners, and a new brand. You can find more out about this developing story on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. While the markets in overnight electronic trade are still a little soft, December corn this morning's down two and a half at four twelve. March milk is down two as well, currently sitting at four nineteen. The soybeans for January are down a dime at eleven fifty two. March beans are down a dime as well at eleven fifty three. The wheat for July that's up three and a half right now at five eighty four a bushel. Hold on just a second. Our friends at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board stop by our studio in just a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com neon Day glow, flashing lights, special effects. Today's world puts our sense of sight on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. It's a wonder how much you'll see once all the distractions fade away. You may see a lone eagle soaring past massive snow-capped mountains. 
or a great horned owl perched stoically on a branch nearby. You may see the furry face of a baby sea otter curiously poking its head out of the dark blue sea, or ancient rocks shaped by centuries of wind. When you see these things, you're seeing the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, we've focused in a lot of attention over the past couple of months on making sure that farmers and their families know what resources are out there for them when it comes to their health and their mental health. But still, it's a difficult conversation for a lot of farm families to even broach. And that's why today we're talking with Erica Gentry. She's up in Black River Falls. She's on University Extension staff with Discovery Farms. And unfortunately, she's also got some very personal experience with uh, mental health issues. And she is being brought to you courtesy of our Wisconsin soybean growers and your soybean checkoff dollars. Don't forget, uh, we've got uh, bulls and uh, beans coming up all through the winter for soybean growers to get connected online if you want to stay in touch with some of your University Extension staff. Erica, talk to me a little bit about your story. Uh, you are a farm girl in rural Wisconsin, and uh, you have have learned the hard way that sometimes resources and having those difficult conversations with uh, family members about mental health is not is not easily found, not easily had, huh? Yeah, yeah, and thanks for the opportunity to be here today. Um, yes, unfortunately, I've had um, personal experience um, with mental illness from losing my sister in 2015. Um, uh, her name was Kelsey, and she um, was really an important part of my life. She really shaped who I was um, growing up, and uh, in 2012, she was um, had a first mental break and was diagnosed with um, bipolar manic depression and fought a really hard and difficult three-year battle. And I think through that time, um, we found difficulties in um, finding resources in our rural community, as well as just knowing how to talk about it and um, get getting support through a difficult time. And I think now more than ever, um, especially in these increasingly isolating times and um, challenging times for our rural communities and um, on certain farm times, it's important to know that there are resources available. And I have seen that there are increasing um, tools and resources for people um, to access. How did your how did your family deal with that conversation, Erica? I mean, uh, first there's maybe the realization that something's not right. You mentioned that your sister was in college, so not necessarily right there all the time. How did uh, the discovery process of her condition kind of go with the family? Um, yeah, so my sister's symptoms were pretty abrupt and um, not not easily ignored. We had gotten the call um, that she had been checked into a hospital. Um, in Madison, and um, from there on, it was really just a long and hard battle. She was in and out of the hospital um, six times, um, really struggling, and just couldn't couldn't really get the right care and resources and right um, cocktail of medic- medications that really worked for her, um, which um, was a real challenge and really hard um, for our family to experience and go through. Um, that and I think it, it it's really brought 
my family um, in many ways closer together, um, just and closer to Kelsey, even even through her loss. And um, it's hard to understand the battles that she faced. Um, but really, I appreciate all those people who do share their stories and um, who are currently struggling, because mm-hmm. I think that number is continue- continuously increasing, and it's something that mental illness doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's for sure. And we were talking about uh, being in the rural community. First off, you're you're isolated to begin with, and then something like this. How did you and your family broached conversations with neighbors, with other family members outside of, you know, just the the, the close-knit ones? Uh, how did you, you know, handle things at the church, at uh, the grocery store? Because that, as you can imagine, Erica, are some of the real challenges we face in rural communities. We're so intertwined with some of those, uh, you know, groups, church, grocery store, and that kind of thing. But, boy, you can get, you can get shunned awfully quickly if you decide you want to bring some of this up sometimes. Yeah, I think the most challenging part is just getting people to listen and understand. You know, mental illness is something that is different for everyone. It's not a cookie cutter, um, and it's. It, I think it needs the same um, respect and representation as physical illness, and I think that was the most challenging part. You know, it's not just something, oh, well, maybe, like, you'll wake up tomorrow and you'll feel better. Like, it's, um, it's definitely um, not not something like that. And it is hard to talk about with people who um, aren't open. And um, I think even more now I've been seeing on people sharing their stories on Facebook and talking about it more, which I think is really good just to stop that stigma and try to make people more comfortable sharing their battles because um, that can really um, be helpful and supportive for those people. Erica Gentry is along with us. She's a University Extension staff member with Discovery Farm. She's up in Black River Falls, and she's sharing her story with us about why she believes that having open, honest discussions with your families and others about uh, any mental challenges that you might be having, particularly critical in light of the pandemic and the isolation that's been ramped up for all of us, but especially for our Wisconsin farmers and their families. It's brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Association and your soybean checkoff dollars. So how do you start that conversation, Erica? What advice do you give to families that, you know, it, maybe it is, maybe dad is having some real challenges with the economics of agriculture or, uh, you know, may, the weather. It can be anything at this time of the year. How do you suggest getting those conversations started? Yeah, I think there's really no correct way um, to, like, start a conversation, but I think the incorrect way is to not have the conversation. So, if you are noticing someone um, you're close to, or if you yourself are struggling, um, it's important to reach out to them and um, and let let them know that you're there for them. And um, even if it's uncomfortable for you, um, it it really can be life changing. And I think there's a lot of tools um, out there. Um, I know I work for Extension, and there's a team of people on the Extension staff who has put together some brilliant resources um, on the farms.extension.edu slash farm stress website, um, just about communicating in times of stress and signs of stress and how to manage those um, things, especially for farmers who are constantly making decisions every day. And that can take a toll on your mind, especially if you're um, facing a battle. And um, if you notice someone who's having difficulty making decisions or seeming more withdrawn, make sure to just reach out and check in. 
You know, the other thing that you point out, and I think a lot of us in rural Wisconsin have witnessed, is the lack of resources nearby. Uh, you you have to be diligent. Uh, kind of to your point, this is not something where you're going to wake up and feel better the next day. Finding those resources and making the extra effort to use them regardless of where they are, That's that's got to be another thing that farmers are committed to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know um, there's many medical professionals who are trained in mental health and I think it's increasingly important for um, our doctors and regular physicians to be trained in noticing these signs and open to having conversations with their their patients because um, getting access to the right tools and resources can be um, really beneficial. And especially in our rural communities where resources are limited, um, getting access to the right people and places um, can be um, what makes a difference. Well, and the other point that you make with your with your sister Kelsey and uh, her story is that uh, mental illness, uh, mental health does not uh, discriminate by age. This is uh, this is not to be ignored by young people too. Right? Yeah, my sister was um, twenty one when she first um, had her first mental break, and um, it was really a shock to all of us because. Um, she was really the smart one and the creative one and the happy one out of the family. So um, experiencing this, um, it, it really doesn't discriminate and it can impact anyone. And I think there's people around us every day that are fighting battles that we know nothing about. And so the more that we can talk about it and fight the stigma of mental illness, um, it can have an impact. Well, I definitely share. thank you for sharing her story. Again, like we said, Erica Gentry from Black River Falls, University Extension staff on Discovery Farms team, uh, one of those that's out there trying to raise visibility and awareness about the challenges that all of us can go through, regardless of where you live, but especially if you're in rural Wisconsin, if you're in that uh, small, tight farm family, you need to continue to have those conversations and recognize uh, when something may need a little extra attention and stay diligent on it. Like she said, University Extension staff has got a team of resource people pulled together to address just this. Don't forget about the brand new Farmer Wellness Program through the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, as well as the Farmer Hotline. If you're looking for any of those resources, please, we've got them all up for you now on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. Or as we said, always feel free to reach out to the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection's uh, Farm Center staff, and they will help you out as well. But the bottom line is, keep up the conversation. Erica Gentry, our guest today, brought to you courtesy of our Wisconsin Soybean Board, your soybean checkoff dollars at work, continuing the education communication process on your behalf. Find more at BadgerBean.com. Sign up for Daily Agriculture.